by for Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with your host, Drew Kirby. Hey, this is Luke Holmes. I am Morgan Wallen. I'm Riley Green. I'm Travis Denning. Hey, I'm Aaron Lewis. Hey, it's Luke Bryan. I'm Tim McGraw. What's up? This is Ian Munsick. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. It's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Good morning, I'm Drew. And as always, we have the luxury of having our friends over at Game and Fish come in Especially when we have questions, and and Janet, I know you guys get calls nonstop on the daily basis of little questions, big questions, interesting questions, or you know, teachers always said there's no such thing as a dumb question, but sometimes I'm afraid that that's not the case. Well, you know, in our case, um, Drew, it's maybe not a dumb question, but maybe a dumb answer, and. And one of the things that I always did growing up was listen to Stump the Chumps on NPR Car Talk. That was like my favorite thing was when they, you know, would call in and stump the chumps. And I know Brian and I often feel like the chumps that are getting stumped (laughs) when you have these call-in questions. And so today we brought someone on with us who is not the chump that gets stumped ever. And so we have Michelle, who is one of our office managers with us. And, you know, we often say, if you don't know, just call or come in, we're just here to help. And this is who you're going to interact with if you do call um, first line of answering phones and helping. And and I just want to let everybody know that um, oftentimes people will look behind Michelle to look at Brian to see the answer. Guess what? Brian doesn't know the answer, it's Michelle. So I'm glad that we have her here to answer our questions. Oh, I feel good now, Drew. Let's yeah. go, buddy. <laughs> So uh, it, it's fun with this show. We're, we're moving on season four now, I think. So we're really getting into where people are interested and especially the fact that they have access right to you guys at Game and Fish. And I was talking to a guy that had just turned 65 and was really confused about the Pioneer license. He, he wasn't sure what all was really entailing in the license what it could be used for, where it could be used, how it could be used. So I thought, let's go right to the source. And and that's, I think, exactly uh, the type of situation that you're talking about with Michelle that I said Pioneer and her eyes lit up. Yes. So those Pioneer licenses, uh, when you turn 65 and you've been a 30-year resident, you can qualify for a small game, game bird fishing license. This license actually exempts you from that conservation stamp. So there's no more need to get that conservation stamp. If you're a duck hunter or goose hunter and you get one of these Pioneer licenses, that's all you really need. You don't have to worry about every June 30th or whatever it is going out and buying your new one in September when they come out. But you do have to still get your HIP permit. So that's that, you know, federal stamp that you need. And then you also need your duck stamp if you're going to be hunting duck and goose. Does that work anywhere in like big game? Because I know one of the questions that the guy had is, well, do I still need to, you know, go get a regular license? Do I need to fill out the paperwork just like I I did before 65? When you turn 70 and you've been a 50 year resident, you qualify for reduced price licenses for elk, deer, antelope, wild turkey. So then after 70 and 50 years, then you can get that reduced price. If you just have a Pioneer license, that doesn't give you access to go 
just do everything. It's not like a lifetime license where you pick and choose. So you still have to make sure that you're applying. And then when you go to the application system, that portal, does it automatically recognize that you are whatever ages and whatever years of residency? Again, stump the chump. I don't know these things um, to make sure that um, you get the right price. Is that all yes. coded in there? Great. Yes. So you can do that online. You can do that at a regional office. You can do that at headquarters. It automatically gets those discounts in there once you qualify for those licenses. So because of your the online portal now where everyone is already pre-registered in this portal, it keeps your information and, and keeps you up to date with, with everything. So when you turn 65, you get your Pioneer in five years, it'll automatically know that you're at the 70 mark. But you still have to come in and get your you Pioneer license. You still have to purchase the license. So do you just one time get the Pioneer license or is that a renew every year? So the one when you get your big or your small game, game bird and fishing, that one, you do not have to get that renewed every year. The big game and the wild turkey, yes, purchase every year. Information for this um, we're looking at 65 and 70. And then can you still buy a lifetime license if uh, you wanted to and you weren't 65 or 70? Absolutely. Uh, you have to be a 10-year resident to get a lifetime license. And we have several different options of those. You can get fishing only. You can get game bird, small game fishing. You can get conservation stamp only which that one is not a residency requirement. So with the conservation stamp, a non-resident can get a lifetime one of those. Or you can get the whole shebang for a whole six eighty one fifty. And really you pay the six eighty one fifty and you'll never have to purchase a, a small game fishing or the conservation stamp. That's correct. And one of the great things about that, Drew, is um, it's an awesome Christmas present for your kids. When they turn 10, if they've been a resident their whole life of Wyoming, then even if they grow up and they go away to college and they find a job in Massachusetts, when they come back, they can still mm -hmm. use that license when they're 35 for, you know, it's already been paid for. They can fish in uh, Wyoming or they can hunt small game or whatever that, that lifetime license is that they purchased. And that's really a neat deal with Christmas coming up, something for people to think about. What about the Pioneer license? Uh, you've obviously been living here a long time when you get that. Say you move to Florida because it's too cold here and you decide you want to come back for small game and, and fishing. Is that okay, or do you need to uh, redo the license? So you actually lose that qualification once you move out of state. You have to establish that residency back once if you move back to Wyoming. And isn't it something like 50 years continuous residency or 35 For, for the Pioneer Heritage and that Pioneer when you okay. hit 75, yes, it has to be consecutively 50 years. Now that small game game bird fishing it's a total amount of 30 years. So if I left and yeah, went to Oregon for a year and decided, you know, I, I want to come back to Wyoming to live, I would have to establish that Wyoming residency again. And then I would still end up with, you know, say 31 years. And so I would still be able to qualify for that after a year. Really tricky point too, that, that maybe Brian can clarify the word residency, we keep throwing around a lot. What does that require, Brian? It's not just living in Wyoming for one day, correct? Yeah, you have to domicile in the state of Wyoming for one complete year. 
the established residency. So, I mean, living here for a year is when you establish the residency uh, to become a res resident of Wyoming. So the other thing about the Pioneer, the 65 Pioneer, you actually have to come into our office and get one. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So you have to come in and get the, the license, the Pioneer at 65. You actually have to come to the office and get one. You need to come in and see Michelle because she can explain it. She can show you the forms. Uh, it, even just talking about it, it seems like it's more confusing than it is because there's, you know, kind of branches off of everything. But but really, if you go in and talk to Michelle or any of the other office managers there at, at Game and Fish, you're going to be able to get the information that that you need and and just know that, uh, you know, it's it's a benefit to live in Wyoming. And, uh, you know, if you have the opportunity, you might as well take it. Absolutely, Drew. And now you know why we call this Stump the Chumps and why we always say just call because oftentimes it can be very tricky depending on all the ins and outs and where we are in in uh, the licensing system. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. Rocky Mountain Discount Sports is where we're hanging today. It's Drew and Brian Woodward. And Brian, we had a little bit of uh, cold snap. We've had some snow. And I think that uh, we'll be ready for the 4th of November when duck season reopens. Yeah, we uh, definitely had a little bit of a cold snap that kind of, uh, I mean, I think we were all kind of anticipating it, but we're never really ready for it. Right. We're never ready for it, and we think they're joking because we're it's hoping. like, oh, we've always heard this, but then all of a sudden, there it is. Right. Then you realize, where did I put my gloves? Oh, I used to have a beanie. Where'd my beanie go? <laughs> you know, it's funny. When I got into my truck this morning, because I could leave to go to work really, really early, and, and I was like, where are my boots? You know, mm -hmm. you haven't had to wear them since right. the, the spring. And right. so then I had to search through the garage. And then I remembered I cleaned out the garage. So I may have to buy some boots here while I'm here today. Yeah, my, my wife was kind of wondering why I had five pairs of left-handed gloves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it, it's funny how you accumulate stuff right. like that. I don't it? know where all the rights are, but they're somewhere. I can You know, uh, last weekend I went to Laramie Peak and it got pretty chilly at night. And... I didn't have the right socks, and uh, and I know that that's something that a lot of guys are probably coming in now and stocking up on because they're saying saying the winter's going to be pretty rough. So yeah, and we're selling lots of hand warmers, lots of toe warmers, foot warmers. We've even got these really nice uh, seat cushions that have warmers in them, and we're selling a lot of them just for football games. And, and you know, oh, right. there's still a lot of sports that are kind of high school sports that are going on and. Uh, I think I heard state volleyballs uh, yeah. are here, so are coming up. So uh, there's a lot, there's lots to do, and uh, again, just being prepared and having 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 some way to stay warm. You know, the uh, Wyoming football season they goes until yeah. the third, fourth week of uh, of November. So it's definitely going to be cold. So come on in and get your cold weather stuff. And you know, it's always a lot colder in Laramie. It's you know five thousand feet or 2,000 feet higher than it is here. So uh, being prepared is a good thing for that. Right. Yeah, there's a – I know we're just never quite ready for this cold weather, you know, and, and uh, we've had probably the nicest spring that I've seen in 20 years of being here. I mean, we've seen more leaves and colors on trees yeah. that – I mean, it was just, it's been a fantastic fall, but, you know, it, it, it's time for winter, unfortunately. It sure is, and it'll be here in full on, and, you know, a lot of the hunting seasons have been going on, and one thing that is kind of becoming a concern again is uh, some of the ammo levels that, that are here or maybe in the future being mm -hmm. a problem. 
Yeah, you know, we did a pretty good job with uh, being able to keep most of the uh, hunting rifle calibers, you know, in stock. Um, but uh, with what's gone on overseas with uh, Turkey and uh, Israel and uh, some of those other countries, just the uncertainty of everything over there, uh, 223, 556, and I think even 9 millimeters uh, starting to dry up a little bit. So most of the military rounds, yep, those sizes. Sure. But mm-hmm. so, you know, obviously you're not, we're not out. You know, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a let's rush the store. It's, uh, you know, buy some as you need some and yeah you know i think you know we we all we all kind of enjoyed the summer and got out and did a little bit of shooting and uh, you know now might be a good time to uh get some of that ammo replaced that maybe you plinked around a little bit too much over the summer and get it restocked uh, just to make sure you have it what about reloading supplies are you guys sitting pretty with that yeah, uh, reloading supplies are, have been pretty good all, all along. Uh, primers have been the biggest concern. And then uh, certain types of uh, powders have, have been hard to get. But for the most part, I mean, a guy can get by with, with something that we've got in stock. Uh, large magnum rifle primers are still a challenge to get. But we have been seeing quite a few large rifle primers, so you know we can get we can get a guy started all die sets and you know even just Hornaday basic reloading sets. I mean we can we can get you going. With Hornaday, it wasn't long ago the uh, Nebraska facility they had a, a an accident on on the their campus there, and has that affected any of the ammo coming in from Hornaday? We haven't seen it affect them, and you know prayers to the. The family there, there was one one death over there, and so that was uh, definitely a, a, a tragedy in, in itself. But it, it doesn't seem to have really affected anything at this point too much. Um, but uh, you know, there's enough other things going on in the in the world that uh, are certainly affecting uh, ammo deliveries. Are we going to get back into that supply issue where you know you're waiting for a year and a half for a shipment to come in, and and luckily right now you're not in in any dan- danger of running out of things, you know, especially when it comes to hunting and, and fishing. I've uh, been pretty cautious about uh, and just pretty alert of what's kind of selling and what people are asking for, and kind of listening to customers or what they can't find in other places and really tried to focus on making sure that we have that in stock so felt like i did a pretty good job over the last couple of years although the shelves emptied out i mean there are distributors and our manufacturers they just didn't have it or weren't shipping it so um we're not to that point by any means but uh ammo production in the u.s is uh you know always always tricky uh with different government regulations you know we're not producing any lead in the u.s anymore Everything that we're loading is getting imported, so definitely makes it a challenge, and uh, just makes a person, you know, be be pretty leery and, uh, and aware of you know what they what they like to do. So, uh, for myself, you know, I shoot a 300 Win Mag. I've got a certain bullet that I like, and you know, I figure I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that I have you know a five year supply or a ten year or a lifetime supply of that ammo for that particular gun because that's my primary weapon for uh, elk season. I don't necessarily have to have all my guns loaded up, but I want to make sure that that one gun that I shoot the most that I, I'm not going to have to worry about what I'm going to do next year for ammo. When you go and you kind of look at what you've got and you know you were saying that yesterday you kind of went and did inventory at, at your house just to kind of see how, how it was going and I'm sure the majority of the folks in Wyoming have a pretty good supply anyway. Uh, do you see more people taking interest in the reloading because of the fact that if it gets into a situation where the, the shelves aren't as full that that maybe they could do it themselves? You know, for for people that have time to do it, I mean, I think it's just another one of those um, possible hobbies you could pick up, right? 
uh, it, there's probably an initial cost, you know, to get started. Um, you know, kind of like, kind of like buying grind, grinding like grinders and stuff for processing oh, your own right. elk. You know, there's there's an initial um, cost up front on those, but after that, it, it kind of goes down. So once you've got your your main system to reload. Then, you know, if you're going to re- reload a, a separate caliber, it's just a different die set. Maybe you're going to have to, you know, use a different type of powder. Um, then, you know, guys are guys that do a lot of reloading are constantly looking for, you know, those primers and make sure that they've got their pounds of powder and they've got their brass. And, you know, they're always kind of looking, you know. And so I think uh, if you're looking for another hobby and uh, you've, you're the type of person that really wants to fine-tune your loads, I think it's a great option. For myself... I've got enough hobbies already. I don't need another one, you know? So for me, uh, even though I think it's a really cool process and uh, really neat to be able to, you know, it's kind of like baking your own bread, right? Or growing, having your own garden. I mean, you you can be kind of self-sufficient, not rely on somebody else to provide those things for you. But um, I think, you know, it just depends on on the person. We have a lot of of our older clientele that um, have been reloading for years. And it makes a lot of sense for those guys to continue doing what they're doing. Right. And, you know, one thing that we talked about last week, and we don't mention it a lot, but, you know, Rocky Mountain Discount Sports has multiple locations all over the state. And the website really kind of connects all of them. And then you can order what you need. And when it comes to firearms and, you know, even reloading supplies, Mm -hmm. if they live in Casper, can they go to the website? And then if maybe it's in another store, they can get it brought in? Yeah, so the website pretty much just ties all my warehouses together. So anyone that we can pull product from, if it's available through them, you'll be able to find it on that website. Uh, it doesn't necess- it doesn't really show us a very good inventory of what's actually in the store. So if you live in a community that you know like Gillette or Riverton or Sheridan, and you're looking for primers, your best option is just to call the store and ask. Um, but uh, the website, you know, for especially for guns and accessories, if you're looking for a magazine for a pistol that, you know, you just want extras or you can't find one for a certain right. model, yeah. uh, it's a great resource for that. All right. Well, get over and check that out. If you haven't been to their website yet, it's uh, it's really easy to use, and you can do your shopping right there. And, uh, you know, if you're maybe down and out and you still want a Rocky Mountain Discount Sports fix, that's where you can do it, RockyMountainDiscountSports.com. It's Wyoming hooking and hunting outdoors. It's Drew and Brian at Rocky Mountain Discount Sports. And, uh, you know, we've always talked about how many different things there are to do here in, in Wyoming. And one thing is fishing. You were still out on the, the – well, you went to Pathfinder last weekend. And mm-hmm. uh, were the fish still biting? They were. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I don't know, 15 or 20. We got out there about 8 o'clock in the morning, got off the water about 1 uh, – yeah, they weren't they weren't everywhere. We had to kind of hunt and peck for them a little bit, but uh, yeah, biggest was twenty one inches. So it was it was a good day. So you can go out now, and and I know not too long we'll be talking about ice fishing, but for now you can still get out and, and do that. And we're getting a little bit colder weather wise, and some guys have already thought about you know winterizing their boat. So mm-hmm. it probably is a good idea to go out if you're going to, and then just put her away. 
Yeah, this cold weather, I mean, it definitely, you know, for those of us that have outboards, it's a little bit easier, you know, not as much prep work than uh, those those guys with those inboards. But, yeah, the winter's going to be here, and you definitely don't want things freezing up on you. So if you haven't got your boat and your camper winterized, uh, you know, you better get to it quickly. One thing that I, I know that a lot of people – you know, they keep bringing up a lot here is that, you know, you can almost fish the river all year round because it, it mostly never really freezes up in most spots. Yeah. And, uh, you know, after we get a couple of good freezes, usually that moss kind of, you know, f- breaks loose. And, uh, you know, the guys have really been fighting that moss here for the last couple of months. So a little cold weather kind of helps that. So, you know, got to kind of pick your days. It's really nice when you're this close to, you know, the reef or wherever you want to fish. And, uh, wait for those nicer days and uh, get out there because the fish are still biting. So you and I are going to do some elk hunting here over the next couple of weeks. And uh, Tony at Cedar Ridge Outfitters is uh, going to take us out and, and you know help us get our, uh, our harvest for the year. And then the next process is processing the, the, the elk. And, you know, it's one of those things that I've never killed an elk. I've killed deer before, but mm-hmm. that's a lot more meat to to deal with so i mean that's got to be quite the process yeah it it, it is you know uh you got to find and if you're going to process it yourself you know you got to find uh how you're going to hang it for you know have whatever length of time that you're going to hang it make sure the you know the temperature is good and if it's not good then you got to find who can hang it for you or find a cooler um and then yeah this the process i mean you know there's a chance we might have you know two or three elk that we have to deal with and uh you know put the grinder to work what what's the the best thing i know that you have a a method that you go if you're going to grind up burger or whatever what's your your go-to method so i usually will try to hang it for seven to ten twelve days somewhere in that ballpark and then uh i usually uh you know get a table set up and you know start uh just work working it and i take i do most of mine uh a lot of just burger you know some i'll mix with suet um some of it I'll just do straight burger. So if I'm going to make jerky with it, I don't need that extra fat in there. Right. Um, you know, I don't do a lot of sausage anymore with it. Uh, we'll take all the tenderloins and try to cut whatever we can for, for good steak cuts. Um, you know, we've got our own wrap, you know, to wrap them and stamp them and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So identify at least what you got in each each bag. In doing it yourself, you know, there have been talk over the years that people get a little concerned that, is that really my elk or my deer that they're getting back? But processing yourself, you kind of know exactly whose it is, you know? There's no question on whose it is or how it was handled, right? So... Um, you know, the, from the field to the, you know, the table, you'll, you'll, you're going to see every process and every step of it. When you go, say you're going, uh, mule deer hunting or, and then you're going antelope hunting and, and elk hunting and you're processing it all up yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you go the, about the process any different or just deal with it as it comes in? Yeah. Usually, you know, you're, you're probably not killing them all on the same day. I mean, yeah. I've never am. So, uh, you know, it's a lot of times you're just, uh, one, you know, processing one, getting everything cleaned up, kind of put away. And then, you know, if you get another one, then you start with the next process. So, so really, you know, I mean, the, the process can start here, Rocky Mountain Discount Sport, because you've got to have all that. And we talked about this in the earlier segment about, you know, making sure you've got everything and, you're just going to have to pay that one chunk of money one time instead of, you know, every year. And that, that really ends up being a, a quite a savings. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I've got, you know, quite a few guys that I know that, you know, have kind of partnered up with their buddies, you know, I mean, 
two or three of you don't all need your own you know, yeah, grinder. Right? I mean, it is convenient sometimes to be able to have one, but you know, a lot of times, you know, it's you know, you're getting your buddies together anyways to 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 cut up and and do the wrapping and, and the packaging itself. So. Um, you know, certainly it's not, you know, out of the question to split the price of a grinder between a couple guys. And then, you know, next year you're like, oh, you know, it'd be nice to do some sausage. Maybe we need to do a sausage stuffer, you know, or, or a scale to make sure we actually have one pound bags instead of, you know, one and a half and two pound bags, <laughs> whatever the case <laughs> is. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's certainly an option for guys. And, uh, um, you know, it's one of those things, it's, it's one of those pieces of equipment that certainly hasn't gone to waste in my household well i'll tell you that if you haven't got your stuff yet for this year maybe you're waiting until you actually go out and and harvest something because if, you know you never know you buy it you don't need it then you wait till next year you know you certainly don't need a grinder for tag soup yeah right <laughs> <laughs> oh the good old tag soup man you can't go wrong there uh, you also can't go wrong coming in to rocky mountain discount sport making sure that you're all stocked up it's Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. And we're back on Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors. Chad Griffin is with us from Irreverent Warriors. And Chad, we appreciate you coming in. And man, uh, we met out at uh, Bob's place out of yep. Riverbend. And, <laughs> That's a uh, blast. Did some shooting and uh, just kind of kicking around and, and chatting. And it's always fun to to see groups like HD Outdoors get together and bring the veterans in and that's kind of what you're doing here with, you know, the Irreverent Warriors. Yeah, well, Irreverent Warriors have been around since 2014, 15. Danny O'Malley, had, who started the organization back in San Diego, he was sitting on the beach with a couple buddies. He just lost his best friend to veteran suicide. Hmm. And uh, they're sitting on the beach going, what can we do? Danny was a partier back in his high school days before he went to the Marine Corps, and he always had a gift to getting people together. So that kind of kicked off Irreverent Warriors back then, and today we're 100-plus cities that we're in all around the nation. Our motto is we use humor and camaraderie to improve mental health and prevent veteran suicide. We do a lot of get-togethers. We try to get people together, you know, every once in a while. We don't do meetings. We don't do, you know, the typical veteran stuff. We want to use humor and camaraderie. Kind of like you've seen out there at Bob's place. Yeah. That's the second time I'd been out there, and I knew none of those guys, really. kind of We kind of BSed a little bit, but, you know, there's no real introduction, and we're still giving each other crap. And that's just the veteran community. We know each other. Some of us might have seen some pretty horrible stuff and might have had to do some horrible things in life overseas or in the service, but... You get around each other. You feel safe. You can use that humor that only veterans know. I mean, I mean, even if you weren't in a wartime, you you know what these guys have gone through mentally just to get to to where they were. Exactly. You know, and and I think that that's what a lot of these organizations do for these vets. You know, if one doesn't work, there's another one that you can fit into, and you probably see a lot of the same guys at a lot of these organization absolutely i mean he's go up to the vfw you see the same 20 guys sitting out there drinking old fashions and, and <laughs> the good drinks and you realize that they got a camaraderie they might not talk much to each other but knowing you're around the veteran community so we need more of those organizations that are like hey come out here i mean thanks to brian and all those guys at rocky mountain sporting goods yeah it's free it doesn't cost you a thing to go out there. It costs you a gas. 
yeah. you go out there. Yeah, and you can shoot. They shoot clays and get together and eat and oh, just yeah. kick back I mean, and relax. You, you were out there when we were yeah. all BSing, and, you know, Bud was brand new out there, and I, uh, I think he had a good time. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, it's just you don't realize those guys are around here until you – Take that risk and you go do something. I'll tell you what, I like to shelter in place. I come home from work, I go to the gym, I come home and I do nothing. Right. Well, and that's where out the outdoors comes in a lot with, with guys. You know, if it's hunting and shooting or even out hiking and, and rucking, then that's yeah. what Irreverent Warriors really is, is just a, a chance for guys to get out and, and ruck. We just want to get out. Once a year we'll get, have a hike, you know, a little eight, ten mile walk through town. And let the veterans show off. You know, this week was 9-11. We got to remember that these guys coming home from war and overseas deployments, they've seen some stuff that we don't know about and we never will. And only veterans can get together and share that experience with each other and understand fully. The number of men and women that we lost over the last 22 years uh, because so many people on September 12th were like, I'm in, I'm, I'm yep. going. And that, that's where a lot of folks, you know, came in. And, you know, like you said, so many have gone through so many different things. And and now that you are doing irreverent warriors, I mean, you guys are going to do this kind of every year, an honorary day for the, the veterans and for them to get out and do things. Well, next Labor, or Memorial Day weekend, next Saturday, May 25th, 2024, I'm going to be putting on the hike. We're going to start up at the VFW. Uh, we're going to walk through town, hit a couple spots for lunch, hit a park, do some games. We're going to walk through town. We're going to party. It's veterans only on the walk, and you don't be able to have that camaraderie and talk. So even though the walk isn't until May and Memorial Day, you guys are still kind of having your get-togethers, and yeah. and and it's open to any veteran, right? Any veteran, whether you sir, I mean, if you're still from World War II, we'd love to meet you. Just just get to know you. Uh, Vietnam, Korea, Desert Storm One, Desert Storm Two, the Global War of Terrorism. You're serving today. You're in ROTC, and you're getting ready to join. You signed your papers. You're welcome to join us. Seeing the young kids at these events yeah. that just came out of basic, and they're at home for three days, and like, oh, there's a hike. Great. I mean, it, it's fun to watch those guys because we're going to give you a hard time. We're going to razz you. We're going we're to treat you like the private you are. Yeah. But right. at the end of the day, we're going to give you a big hug, tell you we love you, tell you – you know, you've always got a brotherhood or a sisterhood back here with us. Right now, I'm trying to watch some football together. That's a big one. You know, college football started up a little bit all around town. Like, I share HD Outdoors veteran shoot every fr- right. first Friday of the night. It's such a high being around those guys. And Brian and Bob and John and Lindsay, such wonderful people to do that. Yeah. But the talks that we're sitting around BSing, talking hunting stories, talking, you know, just – Shooting the shooting the breeze. It's amazing. When you were out there, you said, man, it's been a long time since I've actually done this. <laughs> and, <laughs> I mean, and, and then you stepped up and, you you know, you cracked a few, but you could tell I that. I two out of 25. I, well, all right, you, you I did get skunked. I did get skunked. <laughs> I mean, in, in that kind of a situation, I, I know it's got to bring 
you know, where you were and going through basic and, you know, just kind of bringing back memories like that and to be able to experience with a bunch of guys that were out there. Was, you know, oh, it's just cool. awesome because, you know, you take it serious. You, you want to show yourself good. Right. Well, but, you know, that's the best part with those guys is they like to do that kind of stuff. Oh, and yeah. Experienced or non-experienced. You know, they had the, the guns and the, the ammo that it's all provided because yeah. they want veterans just to come out. They just want people to get together. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing when you see guys that you don't know, you walk up, hey, I'm so-and-so, you shooting? Oh, uh, I think it was Tom, the old guy, is giving a hard time. He's like, oh, come on, rookie. I mm-hmm. mean, he's just razzing me. He's got 30 years on me, but he's yeah. uh, he's one of the greatest guys I've met because – you just got that camaraderie, and we used humor to, you know, bond over. Well, it, it's always a good time, and, and, you know, not being a veteran and having friends that are veterans and getting to know all the, you know, these guys here in town, it's it's really nice. But to have that camaraderie, and that's what you're doing, Irreverent Warriors, what's the best way for folks to get a hold of you to, you know, see what's going on? Um, if you're a veteran— um, IW Wyoming on Facebook is how we communicate. You can look me up, Chad Griffin, uh, on Facebook. My phone number is 913-972-2285. Give me a call. Let me know you're out there. I mean, I'll go shoot darts, play pool, have a drink at the bar, and watch football, watch baseball, basketball, whatever. You just you want, be your shoulder. If, yeah. If somebody you want to go talk. for a walk? I got bad knees, but I'll walk it. Yeah, right. <laughs> so uh, another way you can get out for more of the general public, Buffalo Warriors Ruck Club on Facebook. We're going to start doing rucks, which is basically a backpack. Throw a backpack, put a bottle of water in it for all I care. Right now we're just going to do some town walks until it gets too cold. Depending on the weather over the winter, we'll do some quote-unquote hikes to coffee shops and Breakfast places. Once the weather breaks next spring, we're going to get out in the mountains. We're going to go out, you know, walk four or five miles. But when we go out and have social events, everybody's welcome. Now, if you uh, want to reach out to Chad, you can hit us up on the My Country 95.5 app or the K2 radio app, and we will get uh, all your information and give it to Chad so that he can get in time contact with you and then uh, that way you can get involved with this. If you're a vet, you're a recent uh, vet that has only been out for a little while, this could be a great way for you to kind of start, you know, feeling what it's like to be a little bit in the normal frame of mind mm-hmm. with your comrades. Like I said, whatever you want to do, you want to go downtown to the quilt store and do a quilt. <laughs> I've never done a quilt, but I will go do a quilt with you. That's Call what... me that day, too, because I'd like to see Chad doing uh, some quilt work. I, I will definitely take a picture for you, Drew, and we will, uh, we'll get that out on the Facebook. Awesome. But, well, Chad, man, we really appreciate it, and you know, want to talk to you more to Absolutely. As we can kind of get uh, closer to the event and, you know, once we kind of get out there. and let's Let's do that. And if you're a business that wants to help sponsor. We don't need a lot of money. 97 cents of every dollar we bring in goes to the hikes, to the organization. There's only three people in this organization that gets paid. Everything else is charity. I do this for free. All the other hike coordinators do them for free. Your money's well spent with us. Yeah. And again, just reach out on the the radio stations app and hit that message button. 
and uh, send me a message. I'll get all the info over to Chad. But, Chad, thank you, man. Drew, it's been an honor and a pleasure, and uh, I'm sure this is the last time we'll see. Hopefully yeah. we'll see you back out there in October out at Bob's Place. And if you're a veteran, whether you shoot or you don't shoot, yeah. come out to HD Outdoors. It is a blast because only so many people can shoot, and the rest of the time we're shooting the breeze and yeah. telling stories and enjoying a fresh cold drink, whether it's a soda or you want an adult beverage, bring it out. Yeah. We're good. Yeah, it's a good time. And you can go follow HD Outdoors Wyoming on uh, social media as well. Yep. So. All right, Chad. Thanks so much, Thank man. Thank you, Drew. It's been an honor. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors with Drew Kirby. If you have a question, want to make a comment, or have an idea for a show topic, message us on the My Country mobile app. Wyoming Hooking and Hunting Outdoors.